Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Streamcast. My name is C.T. McManus. Uh, we were on break last week. Uh, spent a lot of great family time and uh, glad to be back, though. So uh, a lot of good things to be talking about. A lot of things uh, going on in the music circles. We are exactly two weeks out from the big Rock and Roll Union fifth anniversary bash over at the Union Fire Hall. Uh Performing are the incredible Sig Vicky, Carte Blanche, and Scorpio opening up the show. Uh, if you did not hear, they were on uh, Jackie Bam Bam's show over on MMR this past week. So a lot of good stuff happening. The Rock and Roll Union anniversary t-shirts will be available uh, for the first time ever that night. Uh, we'll also be having special desserts made by Miss Kay's Cupcakes and if you have not had any Miss K's desserts, man, let me tell you something. They are on point, and you're going to want a part of that. Um, just to give a heads up and just to let everybody know, I had a little fupa with my computer this evening. Um, not sure what was going on. The, the screen was only giving me a blank screen of me, which wasn't good. So this is the first time ever, and you can tell me on the comments because I'm looking it up now. Uh this is all done through my uh, iPhone. So I'm using my iPhone tonight for the first time ever to do the show. Hopefully everything's coming over smooth. Everything's coming over all right. We have a great show for you tonight. We are joined by Kevin McElroy, the owner, curator, and creator of Philly Rock Radio, along with his co-patriot. And I am inviting them on now. Uh, no, I am. Give me one sec, guys. Uh, like I said, trying to do this. Uh, there we go. Guys, hey. welcome. So, uh, like I said, uh, if, you guys, if you caught any of that, my apologies. Uh, we're doing this straight from cell phone tonight. Uh, it's funny how uh, different things work. Space age technology and we got to like finagle our way around it. How are you guys? Good. We're hanging in there, man. And we totally understand that. It's We've been broadcasting at times and the computer just decides to shut right down. Right yeah. now. <laughs> that is the absolute... What, I've had times, and I'm sure I'm going to ask you guys about this, and I'm sure uh, you guys have been around long enough to know. Uh, there's moments where you're like, yeah, this interview is going great. And then for some reason or another, I had this happen in my first year, like half the interview wasn't there. Oh, and like it was certain night and I'm for all of us that do this, there are nightmare moments. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way I interview, I never think it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes wires come loose, you know, yeah. it happens. It happens. So I wanted to talk to you guys. We've been, uh, I, first off, I want to thank you guys for having me a few weeks back. Uh, if you guys haven't had the chance to check it out yet, we were on Philly Rock Radio uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we also ran our show uh, pretty much right alongside these guys from the same building. Uh, but big uh, thanks to you guys for inviting us in that night. But I um, I wanted to talk about uh, Philly Rock Radio. We've been, something you said, Kevin, we've been around each other in the same circles for a long time now. And you guys were there before I was. What was the whole point or thought process getting into Philly Rock Radio? How'd you get it started? Uh, I was back in 
the late oh what it looks like they may have frozen Um, not sure what to do. I'm going to try and remove these guys from the screen, maybe bring them back on. Let's see if that works. Uh, guys, my apologies. Uh, now I'm having problems with them as well. Like, what is going on here? All right. So I'm hoping that those guys will come back on. Maybe that was just a fupa. Like I said, so much great stuff being on. Um, had a great vacation this past week. Hoping these guys will bring us back, uh, come right back on. Uh, let me check out with the. Yeah, whoever, uh, like I said, there's so many times that I don't know who's commenting. Uh, somebody said I have that shirt. I'd like to know who that is. Like I said, if you're able to, it comes up as Facebook user, unless you go in through the stream, uh, through the, um, man, I don't know what happened there. Somebody said, speaking of technical problems, this is all the fun stuff that like, I haven't had, unfortunately, well, fortunately, I haven't had this problem since i've come over to Streamyard, i was on um blog talk radio and blog talk was a mess man that was big reason i came over here i'm hoping that i'm able to get the boys coming back um they chopped dropped off the stream let's see if i can get them back on My apologies, guys. It is a mess tonight. But uh, trying to bring them back on. Um, if you guys have had any chance of getting out, seeing any local music, anything going on in the local area, I would like to give a shout out to a band, to a group. Um, we have the Rock and Roll Union Artist of the Month coming up for April. February's or March's Artist of the Year. Artist, blah. Artist of the Month was Monte Carlo, a kick-ass, deserving band. Uh, they've been around uh, now for about two years. And they really put on a hell of a show for the first time with, uh, during the Sick Vicky show. That was the reunion show of sorts. And uh, really hoping these guys will come back on. And let me see if we can uh, finagle this. Guys, I apologize for this mess. Like I said, it's technical issues. We're going to try and um, stick with us. We're going to try and restart the the uh, show if possible. I'm waiting to find out from uh, Kevin if he's coming back on. Uh, bear with me for a moment, guys.
All right, guys. Uh, not sure if you heard me or not. If anybody is uh, willing to play around with us tonight to kind of talk about what's going on in the music scene, uh, I can send you a link, say here in the Facebook, in the uh, comments section, and we'll see if maybe your camera works better than ours. Uh, just trying to fill some time here, guys, trying to give you guys a great show. Unfortunately, tonight it looks like it completely fell apart. Um, So sorry for this, guys. Let me try and end this show. We're going to try and bring it back up tonight. Keep an eye out. Uh, we're going to try and restart it. Talk soon. Uh, actually, give me one brief moment before you hang up from us. Uh, Kevin's going to try and come back on. Not sure what happened there. Like I said, this is my first time running it from my iPhone. The computer shit the bed tonight. Uh, not sure what's going on. Thank you so much for everybody that's still hanging with us. Even though it looks like a train wreck that you probably can't look away from. But. No comments. But. In the process, we're going to mirror co minor cosplayer. <laughs> I don't know who minor cosplayer is, but that's pretty good. But we're going to uh, take a minute and a half reprieve here, see if we can pull this thing together. We're going to throw uh, the Rock and Roll Union original team back up there. And hopefully within this minute and a half, we can get things situated. Hang tight. Right, guys so
So here we are, guys. This is going down like the Led Zeppelin, man. Um, trying to pick things back up, trying to send some links out there for uh, some guests to maybe join us. My apologies, but like I said, once again, check us out. April 8th at the Union Fire Hall, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Kick-ass show going on. Brand new Sick Vicky music. Did I say that? Yes, I did for the first time in years. Brand new Sick Vicky music premiering at the Rock and Roll Union 5th Birthday Bash. It is going to be a phenomenal evening filled with many friends. We're talking basically a Bonnie's Rock slash Galaxy reunion of sorts. We're going to have a lot of good times, man. A lot of fun. And I'm hoping that you guys will join us. Uh, tickets are a steal. They're 12 bucks right now. $15 at the door. I believe we have Kevin, Kevin and uh, Johnny E back. Guys, my apologies. I don't know what the hell happened there. But we were talking about technical. There's Just a, talking about some loose wires. There's a case right? study right there. For you. <laughs> so uh, my original question going back to the beginning of the show was um, what started Philly Rock Radio? What was your mind frame? And that was kind of where the wheels fell off the bus. And Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, um, gosh, it was over 12 years ago. I, my day job is in marketing and advertising and um, on the creative side of things. I've always had an interest in radio, but then when the idea of podcasting came up, it was just one of those things like, I need to know more about this. And, um, you know, the more I learned about it, the more I wanted to do it. But, uh, you know, the idea of what subject matter would you talk about that you'd have, you know, any, anybody interested in listening to what you wanted to yeah. say. Then it was uh, 2010. It was funny because we went to see Cinderella play like their last show in this area that I can remember uh, over at the um, electric factory. And that was in, I guess, April of that year. That sounds about right. I, we, we ran into one another, mm -hmm. but at the same time I had gone over with another friend of mine who was actually on the station. Now, Jimmy red hot with 60 minute metal. And uh, after the show, he had called me to say, Hey, uh, what'd you think of the show? And we talked about it for a while. And then I got off the phone and I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I've been wanting to do this podcast thing. I, I think Jimmy would, you know, we, th this is the kind of thing we can talk about, you know, coherently as uh, music and, and the music that we grew up on. So we wound up brokering some time on an AM station over in Washington Township for a few years. And uh, that, that program is actually called 60 Minute Metal, which is on the air now. Um but the more we did it there, the more we realized that most people were listening online. So at a certain point, figured, all right, well, let's take the money that we're putting into brokering this time and put it into our own equipment and our own platform and all of that. So that's three months of intensive learning and reading and practicing and exploring what platforms to use and all of that from November through the winter into 2012 um just decided to you know and we were actually looking for other stations that would want to run our show right we were used to brokering time so it's like okay let's find an online station that will take our money and i'll be damned if i could find anybody that wanted me to pay them so wow. <laughs> and um you know and, and you understand it now from this point of view actually it was it's funny the one guy turned us down is mark striegel 
mm-hmm. who was now on Sirius XM. He had a, a station of his own, but you know, and again, I don't no hard feelings because it makes <laughs> he's he's right. He says I, I can get just as many listeners with or without you. So, you know, it's kind of like I don't need the hassle of, of dealing with a show. So right. So I just all right, well, we'll I'll launch my own station. Jimmy and I, uh, he had other commitments to do, so we couldn't work it out schedule-wise. Um, and I just kept plowing on and, and figured out how to start a station and, and work everything, like from mixer boards to microphones and all of that. And uh, launched Philly Rock Radio in February of 2012. And so my mindset was, you know, kind of like I just wanted to get together and hear great music that I just loved playing, didn't hear anymore. Um, the reason for Philly Rock Radio as a name was was kind of inspired by the stations I grew up on. You know, it was really just kind of a homage, so to speak, to them and uh, all the great DJs and and stations that we we listened to growing up. Um, and then from there, what I didn't expect to happen was all of these bands like you know, emailing, contacting us, wanting to get airplay, you know, other uh, hosts wanting to put a station on. Um, I didn't expect that. I, I really didn't know that that was coming. So that wasn't originally part of the mission just because it wasn't, you know. Right. But wow, it was so cool to meet so many talented people in this area and to be awakened as to, you know, what was going on, what they were doing, that original music was being made and, getting played and, and it's it's been a great ride ever since so we've met some fantastic people and I've heard some great music i got stacks of cds over here from bands that we've uh, yeah. been lucky enough to know over the years so yeah I, I gotta be honest my first hearing of you guys was through um jim in uh whiskey grin and he had said man you what you're doing is perfect like exactly what philly rock radio is doing and at the time it was but it was like i was only doing maybe an hour or two a week and you guys were running full steam 24 7 and it was such a cool thing to see that there were other people in the area that were showcasing these original bands now there were times where like i would tune into philly rock and i'd be like well, they're kind of playing the same stuff that like Hair Nation plays. But the one thing that really took me with you guys was your showcasing of the original bands. And you guys had stuff that like nobody else did. Like things from, God, the 80s and early 90s from the club scenes. We're talking Sick Vicky and things along those lines that you guys played that I got to give my hats off to you guys for. Thanks. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was, it, it was, I guess, getting back to the mindset of things and why I wanted to talk about music and all of that was not only because, well, we could talk about the stuff that we knew and that we grew up on, but the more you look at something, the more you go, wow, all this stuff that I missed out on, be it local or national or bands like Thin Lizzy, like you heard one song on the radio growing up, but boy, it was not uh, yeah. exposed to the, the amount of catalog that they had or that the uh, the success that they did have or see, had a, a bit more success overseas than they did here. Um, so that kind of music history has always been an, of interest to me as well. So to be able to say, oh, well, one thing kind of led to another one. This song, this player was with this band. And, you know, um, that that part's been a lot of fun. So it also 
crept over to the local scene and some of the things that I was just young enough not to be a part of, you know, those yeah. days and things like that. Uh, John and I have known each other now. Ooh, <laughs> 1977s. Yeah. Real long time. And uh, John, I wanted him to come over and see what this thing was all about, you know, in the early 2010s. And he's like, nah, I don't want to, you know. That is, that is really <laughs> a true story. I, you know, had a lot of other things that I was doing at the time. And um, Kevin Boyd, Kevin, hey, why don't you come over, sit in on the show? I'd be like, nah, man, I'm good. I listen to you. I, I love what you're doing. You know, it's cool. I don't want to go hang out at your studio. And, you know, I can listen to that music online, man. It's cool. So you got to dress like a cowboy again. to come over. Nah, nah, man, I really appreciate the invite, but um, nah, I'm all right. And then I took the invite one night. Yeah. One day I said, you know what, man, I'm coming on over. I'm going to bring some beer. We're going to sit down, hang out. The rest is history. That's that's awesome. It's been know. hooked ever since. Yeah, it's kind of like getting your first tattoo and you're gonna get, you know, <laughs> sometimes you <laughs> or just your first can't beer. Yeah. Stop. That's right. But yeah, so. Jim Mayberry, that's an interesting name for us. Yeah, man. It's, it's the scene and how a lot of people know each other. Um, it all comes comes together and this new word that we've we've been saying over the past year, this serendipitous idea of the of, of the way things kind of uh interact, but uh, Jim and the one, the one thing I want to throw out to you guys, and like we got to make it happen regardless of where, what the circumstances are. You guys had something really, really cool happening. The The vibe was cool. Seeing other band members come together and maybe doing it once a month somewhere where it was like a network almost kind of event that that I came over to two weeks ago that I would like to see maybe you guys continue with. Yeah, that was uh, something that came up with the first Sick Vicky show. We, we were lucky enough to have a, a studio space, and we're we're in the process now of moving to a new one or relocating to, to somewhere else that we can continue to host bands and events like that. They they definitely will continue as far as we're concerned. You know, whether or not anybody shows, we'll see. <laughs> but what what happened was you know we have three bands on the bill so if we're going to interview one of them hey i just thought why don't we invite all the bands over right kind of cycle through well it one thing kind of led to another and again back to jim mayberry whiskey grin showed up mickey rat from after become ghost alex fizz was there uh rich fuchsia a good friend of ours who's uh speaking of galaxy days uh known for his uh infamous photography skills of shooting bands and and whether they was at the spectrum or at the galaxy. And so it just really worked out really nice. And, uh, you know, Monte Carlo, Damien, Al were there and there was a few comments made like, wow, we never get to see each other in any other setting unless we're playing together. Yeah. So again, it's one of those things where you try it out and you didn't necessarily expect that, uh, or anticipate that I should say. So it was very nice. And we knew we wanted to do it again. So when you're putting together this second Sick Vicky show, like, oh, well, we know what we're doing to uh, promote that show. So we had another one. It was, it was a lot of fun. And um, I know there are a few other people that are very interested in the idea of kind of a, a social club of sorts for musicians, you know, and people who like music to get together in kind of a casual situation like that. Where, a place where it makes sense, you know, and it, it made sense at our last place. 
I mean, why not? Because, I mean, you see things like the Elks Lodge or you see things like the Italian Club or whatever. Why not a club for, like, us? Yeah. <laughs> for, for people that are into the music. Like, I got to say, that's kind of what it felt like was, you, you know, it, it's a family atmosphere. When you see other people from the scene, it really is a family. True. And it's funny when you you're saying something that, Again, these uh, these coincidental moments. I only mm -hmm. keep using the word serendipitous, but that that mingler hat. We called it a mingler at the time. Uh, next thing you know, I'm speaking with somebody, and you just mentioned this the Italian club, the Sons of Italy uh, member who was in charge of it. And in very short time, with these guys paying dues and all of that, they wound up buying their own building, you know, their own club. So it, yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot to get to something like that if it's of interest um and dude you know, that that would be kill i mean definitely have to have a stage somewhere but like that would be an amazing idea yeah and uh these things are very possible and it's um it's a matter of either you know getting the support or putting it together in the right way with you know we i was just talking to uh john's brother is coincidentally my financial advisor so <laughs> in, in all seriousness no he's, he's great but so i can i can bounce these kind of ideas off of him when awesome. it comes to business and things like that and he's he's really savvy with how to set those up correctly so that they uh that they're, they're done well and, and done in order to build so it's it's good stuff I was gonna now say, my other question for oh. you guys is We've been around the scene for a long time. We've seen what the local scene looks like. Uh, clubs falling off the radar. Uh, few and far between as far as live places to play. Um, the hardest thing of all that has been passing that torch, hoping that the next generation catches on board. Unfortunately, I didn't make Phil Wax's, uh, Phil Wax's, uh, benefit i was up in the mountains coming home from the mountains that day but i heard that there were two young amazing musicians we had age of ore the last time we were together mm -hmm. um there's Zenora. there's i i want to say more young bands locally that i've seen in a while what do you guys think i, I was just saying that before we logged on that uh yeah there's there's been a slight uptick in our opinion on that uh on that age level, you know, with Age of War, Kin Souls, mm -hmm. another one, sure, Zenora. I mean, even even when we back when we were doing the saloon show and yeah. going to see um Sal Tomasello and Rick Slifer, yeah, Slifer. Yeah. Um, these were young guys, and there's there's always been young kids playing and you know orchestrating bands or you know getting bands together, garage bands. You know, once they get on the stage, that's great. Uh, well, what I'd like to see is, is a younger crowd coming in instead of the yeah. younger younger bands is outstanding, but they're playing to us old folks. Yeah. You know, and it's that same. They're playing to the same crowd, and the the thing that's important is to get a younger crowd in, and that's kind of like like passing the torch and then passing that torch again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There were times in the beginning of me doing what I do that I kept pushing all ages shows. Mm -hmm. That's something that I kind of grew up with, with Bonnie's sure. and the Galaxy. They all had a, all ages shows um, that kind of fell by the wayside, whether it be for 
uh, insurance policies or whatever the case may be as far as bringing young crowd in. But I saw how hungry a young crowd can be. Uh, the Bamboozle Fest in Atlantic City had their break contest at uh, Casey Ray's in Vineland. And Age of War and a couple other younger bands. I, I want to say the place was mobbed. And at least 60% of that was young people. Mm -hmm. mm, that's great to hear. So, I mean, I know it's there. I know that the people want to come out, but it's a matter of giving them a place to go to. Yeah, it certainly could be. It's uh, you, you, you can't understand if if something is is worthwhile and can can make a few bucks. Why it's not happening? You know, there's so many more things now that kids can go to that I couldn't when I was a kid, like beer halls, and <laughs> yeah. you can bring your kid everywhere. You can, you know. Um, so yeah, to not have more opportunities. When we grew up, there was you know the skate skating rinks and that's right yeah hell yeah bowling at bowling I mean, alleys and there was there's a lot of things they used to have done. they used to have band nights at um at rec centers yeah, yeah. Ask, you know gyms the gym the local high school gym or whatever you'd have battle of the bands or just a night where there would be a bunch of bands playing. and those kids would be putting them together the, the bands Absolutely. themselves they would they would know somebody in fact it's it's probably connected somehow to mike minnick bullwinkle mm -hmm. who uh we knew growing up from our hometown and you know, I know all the guys that were in those bands back in the day that played our Pine Hill Rec sure. Center. Would you later see them at Bonnie's very often, <laughs> if not, That's right. if not the Galaxy? So, so um, quick shout out. Somebody said the School of Rock is responsible for helping the students rock out. So yeah, big big shout out to the School of Rock and other organizations like them. I know Zenora came out of that. Uh, a lot of other young folks are coming out of that so yeah big shout out to them yeah the town is amazing mm -hmm. uh that's in this area and we've we've certainly met uh many of them and just some standouts over the years have been rick haas sal tomasello hell yeah uh, i mean just amazing talents then they they found themselves and found each other at a school of rock which is cool so they're not just playing in their own little silo for example, they do get exposed yeah. and hopefully they get some good mentorship that uh, exposes them to rock and roll history. And, you know, uh, I, I will say influence. this is the one thing as far as like what you were talking about, getting a group together or a uh, kind of like a club together, but also something that Jersey can do that's totally unique to our surrounding areas. If you go into Delaware, if they serve alcohol, you got to be 21 to go into those establishments. Here in Jersey, if they're serving food and alcohol, it's all ages. Oh, okay. So that that's something that maybe people can keep in mind out for or keep an eye out, a lookout for, is we're, that could set Jersey apart from other areas. So put a sandwich in your I was going to say, so that's always been, apparently that's always been a law or yeah, yeah, it's it's so, weird because so the corn chips on the bar at Bonnie's that count, <laughs> right? Or the cheese curls or whatever. In the beginning of me booking shows, that was like the weird thing. I couldn't bring like Rat Rod when they first started. They had Elliot, who was like an yeah. eighteen-year-old kid mm -hmm. behind the drum kit. I couldn't get them booked in Delaware because of how his age. I brought him over to Jersey, and they're like, "Yeah, no problem. If, if we serve food, you can." Okay. Like, right. okay, 
and, and there's more places to play in Delaware than there are here in South mm-hmm. Jersey. South Jersey has nothing anymore. I mean, we have Casey Ray's, which once in a blue moon does original music. Um, the Landis is phenomenal, but that's more reserved for national acts and tributes. But as far as like a local bar club to hang out at, we, we don't have much left. That's true. It's, it's, and things have closed not too long ago either. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it, there isn't much to, to offer in terms of a venue for original music. At no, all. And, I mean, not only that, it's a tough sell for these venues to yep. pack people in for original music. Yeah. That is, that is the hard, the hard sell. Um, we were talking to, I don't know if it was at the Mingler, the last Mingler, but we were talking about some of these venues back, we'll call it back in the day, the Galaxy, Bonnie's, um, the Empire. These places, these places had a local crowd that always went to these these buildings, no matter what the band was. It was a group of people that liked to see original music, no matter what. That's what we did. It was like it was like the Galaxy was the church. We went to church. Yeah. So Bonnie's was the church. We just went to church. That's all. That's what we like to do. It was there. You know? Yeah. It didn't matter if it was, if we didn't know, you know, who the band was. Original music, we're in. We got to see it. You know. That's, so that's I, I, I wanted to ask you guys your your thoughts as far as you know. I used to have an argument that popular radio won't give any new artists a chance, but now it's gotten to the point where. I think it's a matter of getting it out there. There, there's, there's now artists that are blowing up on TikTok and other areas. Uh, are there? Do you guys think there's different ways for bands now to get exposed that maybe we didn't have before? For uh, yes, I, I definitely think there are other avenues. Um, and if you know, if I've never, I'm, I don't have any musical talent. I, I've never played an instrument. Um, by just hanging them up on the walls around here. But uh yes, I, I think that's a toughie. There are other avenues, and I think it comes back to if you're starting a business. So we'll have to call a band business, and you're gonna need to know what the marketplace is and what your options are. So you have to kind of make your own luck in addition to, to funding it yourself. So I mean, a lot of these things don't get on the radio without a lot of money. That's, yeah, that's the right. Truth. So that's kind of off the table right there. So if you're going to make it happen yourself, like the kids that would pull together a show for a rec center, you know, and get, um, you know, their, their gangs to come view it. If there's video games, you could try to market some music too. Like it depends on what you want out of it, you know, right. Trying to get your music over. There's a lot, there's, there's TikToks. I mean, there's comedians that have become famous like Dane Cook. Yeah, they, they had to take a whole nother route. Like, I can't, I'm not going to do it this way, but there's this new internet thing. Let me, let me get online and try it that way. And he was resented for probably still is because he, he made his own way in something that nobody else thought yeah. about before. Um, so you, you do have to look at those things and you, you do have to figure out where the audience is. You might have to take your stuff to where the audience is. And what is that? I mean, as the weather gets warmer, there's going to be more opportunities um, for events that happen outside at wineries and flower shows and strawberry festivals and town events, cream circus, you know, that's a, another band that we like a lot. Mm -hmm. You'll see their name a lot on the, like a Collingswood porch fest. 
you know, I guess they're close by to that area. And it's like, oh, you know, now I want to go to the porch fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a thing, but I know the band. So they've connected one to the other. You um, know, that was me always as a little kid was you could always find me. Like my parents would take me to like township days. Just put mm-hmm. me near the stage. You can go do whatever you want. I'll be here when you come back. Like that, that was always me. Like, yeah, our school had a carnival, you know, when we grew up. So there'd be a beer garden. There'd be a, a, a band of young guys, you know, usually a cover band playing some tunes. It's like, okay, cool. We're in sixth grade, fifth grade or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool to see, even though we, we, nothing against cover bands at all. It's like, and we weren't even thinking that way. It's like, oh, there's some guys playing some music, you know? Yeah. Um, school dances. We actually had a a band come in to our school dances mm-hmm. with one of the students and he had his band come play the dance, you know, he didn't have to do that because we would have easily just played records or something, but uh, he made that happen. So yeah, I so, do think there's some other things. I just think you have to be creative about it or just explore and see if somebody will allow it. Uh, two other quick examples I was thinking of not too long ago. You'll, you'll, there's car shows, there's uh, bike rallies, that happened once a year Hell yeah. in Raceway. There's uh what else? The the horror fests. I actually contacted them mm-hmm. to see if they would there are some horror fests that you know um do have bands like in Atlantic City. So, Dude, believe it or not, I I met the entire original Alice Cooper band mm. at a horror convention, and then Michael Bruce's band played that horror convention, which was fantastic. And um the craft beer places our friend ed ed friends ed and michelle seacrest over at berlin brewing where we broadcast from on a regular basis now um they they're building a stage they're gonna have a outdoor beer garden they're gonna nice. do some stuff out there so they're very motivated to bringing more live entertainment as they're allowed to in the in the beer hall there that's awesome a couple a uh, couple quick comments that came up uh Vinny- AKA Mouse. Rich was only 16 when Sick Vicky started playing out. He oh, was wow. only allowed in before the set. So yeah, that that age thing goes back some time. Wow, that's funny. And if I yeah. shout out to Rich, man. Him and Pat, what a fantastic mm-hmm. treat they gave us at Get that it. mingler the last time with the uh, Yes, sir. The uh that acoustic fun. set was I, I had yeah. no idea they were doing that. That that came across <laughs> great. And I'll tell you what, we didn't, we didn't bring it up. I, I, I never am a hard sell and I figured people just want to hang out and have a good time. Rich took it upon himself. Bring the guitar. Can I play? You absolutely can. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, what are you going to tell so, You know, right. So, well, uh, yeah. Just and then somebody there. else put, there are way too many, uh, there are way too many different options of entertainment since the internet's popularity which spreads the audience too thin, too many options. What do you guys think on yeah, that? Yeah, it, 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 it does. It spreads the audience thin, but it, what it does eliminate is, like when we were kids, we only heard the bands that the music executives wanted you to hear. That's the music we bought. That's what we heard. We heard right. only what was on the radio. What this does now, I mean, there's it sucks that there's no push between these big, you know, the execs, the companies, there's no record companies anymore. There's no money out there for these bands. Yep. So you do have to self-promote. Um, and to your but, point, you know, with the audiences, you know, if, if they're playing to us, we've got limited time 
or mm-hmm. uh, chances to get out for whatever reason that is. You know, our kids are, you know, off to college and we're going to see them or uh, with soccer games, you got fishing tournaments, yeah, sure. you know, there's there's other entertainment but, options. But, for with, sure. but with all, of, you know, this watered down or makes it, you know, spreads the audience thin, um, certainly it, I believe it does make the dream more attainable. Yeah. Fans. You know, it's not all about the record companies taking you and sending you out. You could do this on your own. You know, keep that dream alive. But let's also think about, you know, back when we were when we were kids, when we were teenagers, going to our first rock shows, what was the predominant like age group that were in those shows? They weren't our age. We're we're the age that seems to be showing up at a lot of these shows like I remember being 18 years old going to see Aerosmith and there were a shit ton, shit ton of kids there my age. And now I'm going to Aerosmith at 47 years old and it's all 47 year old guys, man. It's like we grew up with the band. We got to bring those young kids up to like, I don't think it's really the, the idea that there's so much entertainment out there, I think we need to start inspiring this younger group. Um, yeah, I don't know how to, to answer that. I mean, if, um, if they don't like the music that we grew up on, I mean, we're not going to sell them on that if they, right. Right. But what I'm saying is there, there's a lot of younger bands out there and a lot of younger, uh, there's other forms of rock other than what we had, but they're not, they, weren't given the same avenues that we were. They're given different avenues. There's other ways to make it out there, like we said. But I think that the young base needs to be more instilled there. Yeah, I mean, uh, are you talking the the fan or the the band themselves? I'm saying more the fans. I mean, there's a lot of young, like we said, a lot of young, hungry, original bands coming up. But the idea of getting those connecting those young fans to those young bands like mm-hmm. there were things like uh mayhem festival or warp tour or things like that that have all kind of fallen by the wayside but if you went into one of those shows you could tell how hungry those young fans were for that music now we don't have those avenues anymore true yeah i mean it's going back to what we we're saying about finding an audience and find and exploring those other ways if if you're in a band unfortunately you're gonna have to take a, a couple business courses yeah learned you know on the fly or or on the street versus the books but you, you do have to kind of explore the marketplace know what it takes to compete in that marketplace so it's not you know you, you hear a lot of cover bands and tribute bands now that are trying to compete for spots down the shore it's, it's a yeah. hard, so yeah. hard place to get in so now i got to compete on a tiktok or i got to compete on a youtube or something like that well i better learn the right keywords i better learn how all this is connected how do how does my video get in line with uh, a recommend recommended list based on something else that they've watched if they watched an old rat video will something from uh dirty honey or something like that pop up and it's funny i'm talking to so many young bands they're like they didn't listen really to anything they grew up with they listen to our shit like and it's funny to see how the 80s music is still potent out there and how much influential it is even to the new generation coming up 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. I say to Kevin a lot. I say, you know, you know, listening to the music we listen to, we're fortunate. You know, hard rock, heavy metal, it spans fifty plus years. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? I mean, that eighties, that eighties music is just that little, you know, that that decade of yeah, hair so. bands or whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, what I was gonna say was, you know, when we got when we started listening to music, we had, you know, we had the basis you know we listen to probably a little bit of what our parents listened to whether it started off with beatles elvis and then you know we were interested in some other stuff so led zeppelin billy squire and then it, it went from there bill yeah you no know, whatever man whatever it, it <laughs> well was we found our own, we found our own thing so it was third grade it was would have been 1977 or whatever we're in third grade and this is when we discovered kiss right mm-hmm Kiss Alive too, you know, it's it's all attractive to kids. There's Kiss dolls out. There's, you know. But, but there was a reason stuff. we found this. Like, you know, I had friends that had older brothers that had Kiss posters on their wall. So as a kid, I'm like, whoa, what's going on there? These guys, that looks like a comic book character. These guys are crazy. Yeah, but oh, you found it for yourself. Yeah. Oh, you got to listen to this. All right, cool, man. You know, there were older yeah. kids walking around with Kiss belt buckles and shirts. <laughs> and what is this, you know? My oldest son, who is, uh, he'll be 26 this coming September. He was back in the early 2000s playing a Tony Hawk video game. And he found Kiss through that Tony Hawk video game. They were like playing on some stage that you had like a skate park to. Mm -hmm. And he became an over-the-top, infatuated Kiss fan through a video game. So like we were saying, the other avenues are out there. If you, it doesn't matter how you're hurt as long as you're hurt. Yeah, it's funny. I got a 16 year old at home, and I play this game. If we're driving somewhere, it's wherever we're driving. I'll, you know, put the the hair station on or the whatever Ozzy's Boneyard on, but I'll put it on phone so you can't see who this who the artist is, and I'll make the kid yo who is this you know and i'll, I'll quiz them the whole way oh yeah i do and he's like oh that's uh man that's that's tnt and you know when it started it was just like oh that's ozzy well and then it'd be like ah that's black sabbath but i don't know if it's ozzy or dio singing but i know it's black Sabbath. but now <laughs> i got this 16 year old it's he is a big fan of this music and it's that's exciting for me yeah you know? yeah I'll piggyback on that and tell you a quick story about a friend of mine who was in the car with his young son at the time, maybe fourth grader or something like that. And Guns N' Roses comes on the radio. So he says to his son, hey, you know who this is? He's like, no, he goes, it's Slash. His kid's response was, Slash is real? You know, all he knew was Guitar <laughs> Hero was the only thing he knows He's about real? Slash, you know, the picture on the box, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny man and like i'll do that exactly what you were talking about johnny with um mm -hmm. with different rock vocals with my sons listen to the singer you can always tell lemmy's voice you can always tell brian's voice like you you know who this band is from that so yeah that, that's what made me laugh johnny from what you were talking about uh we have somebody that popped up that says topic original versus cover slash tribute it's hard. It's a hard. It's hard to be original. There's that age-old conflict between bar owners making the bottom line, booze dollars, versus promoting new, talented original bands. Places to play originals is few and far between. Places to play, I got a great is few and far between. The possibility of bringing out people for original music, for me, kind of went to waste when Kevin, you were there. That 
uh, as we become Ghost Record Release Party was mopped. That was mm-hmm. great. What a fantastic night. And, uh, you know, they, and not only did they deserve it because of all the work that they put into it, but it, they deserved it because of the music that they just released. The, the album's exactly released. right. Uh, somebody else put in there, uh, takes money to make money. It's not what you know, it's who you know to be successful. I don't know if that's 100% true today as it used to be. What do you guys think? I think in the case of, say, for example, Soraya, we love that band. Absolutely. You'll, you'll hear them probably every other week on our show. And think of all the things that they've accomplished over the years and the connections that they've made. And they're on Little Steven's you know, record label and, you know, they're still at a certain level, you know, what's it going to take? There's, there's people that we know commonly that are very friendly with different show hosts in the area on, on terrestrial radio um, that are connected to companies. You know, it's not just that, but I, I definitely agree with the money comment that um, it costs money to build websites. It costs money to get a great logo, great merch, you know, SEO terms built into the, to the website, email marketing. Uh, certainly you can do a lot of things that you used to do in the old school days. When I was going to bars, when I was turning 21, we were going up uh, to the saloon in Berlin, New Jersey, the, you know, for big reason they had bands, but the other bigger reason it was quarter night, Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Thursdays. So oh, yeah. we were going to do pretty well with a couple bucks. Um, and the bands, most of the bands that we would see at that time, like Crystal Rocks, for example, would always put in a few originals, you know, during the sets. Now, we just, we liked the guys. We had met them because we were there so often. And we would go see them at, you know, whether at the Velvet Lounge or some other place if we were, you know, just looking for a change, uh, where we'd wait for them to come back to the saloon. But you get to know the guys. So now you're, you're connected on that level. You like, the, the the covers that they play and then when they start throwing some originals in you're paying attention yeah and, then yeah, absolutely. Point, you know, and they got to the point where they did get signed and had uh, a record on one of the polygram labels but um so it was it was kind of a a neat way to be introduced to some original music that way you know somebody they had, throwing they out uh my teenage boys know pink floyd to green day to def leopard it really is on the parents influence more mm-hmm. so now than ever that even goes back to these the kids, you know, to go to the school of rock, man. It's it's great that the parents promote this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. get out there, get an instrument. You know, I'm gonna send you. You want to play this? I'm gonna push it. You know, it's a great thing. Yeah, and it's it. I mean, the bands that were just mentioned there are, are on regular, uh, on a regular basis on the radio. The kids are yeah. hearing it, but nonetheless, I mean, it's it's great music that, you know will be timeless and, and will be loved by generations to come the way we liked Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all that that came before us, even Pink Floyd to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, one event I'm looking forward to just kind of throwing it out there and uh, giving a heads up to brain damage is later on in the year, they're doing the Wizard of Oz uh, Dark Side of the Moon oh, thing okay. at the Landis Theater. I'm looking forward to that. That's funny. But... um yeah, dude. I mean, Johnny E, going kind of back to what you were saying as far as the parents coming out and supporting it. Um, I remember being in, I was always a singer for a good part of my life. And I remember so many times there were parents that they're not going to come out and see it. Like, 
Like there, there were parents that didn't like what you were doing. They didn't like what you were handing out. I think the parents now are more supportive. Uh, I've seen young bands as far as uh, Age of Or, as far as Zenora, other uh, parents that are involved around those bands that make that so much better for them. Yeah. We don't let our kids out of our sights these days. Yeah. <laughs> you think your dad would come watch you? <laughs> no, my dad would. My dad would have dropped me off wherever Hell I yeah. was for a little bit of peace and quiet. Are you kidding? <laughs> but you know that the point was he would have dropped me off. He would have took me where I needed to go. Yeah, that's and dropped me somewhere you know that I like to be. Um, but yeah, man, parents, it's it's important. These kids, the young kids, it's great. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know. It is, but you know, when we're when we're talking rock and roll, the kids got to find it for themselves and exactly really right. like, it. like I, I go back to Kiss only from the standpoint like that's third grade now. So now we're 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 branching off because the things that we're now learning about after the fact or the bands that were inspired by them are what we're now yeah growing up with. It was you know so third grade's that. So by the time sixth grade rolls around, now when you get to the older siblings, I just remember hearing about bands like the Who and the yeah, they, or ACDC, for example, and the and the. Well, and I, I think part of the reason we listened to this this music was like rebellion too. You know, it was well, rock and roll, rock man. And roll, it yeah. was you know, it was rebellious against you know. I don't want to say against the norm, but it was. You know, you, you know that's one thing, Johnny, up. that I got to say that, and maybe uh, Kevin, you could throw in there as well was. Rock and roll used to me be for me and for everybody that grew up with us was damn the man. Like you were saying, it was anti-establishment. It was a rebellion. Then it became kind of like certain corporate people had different ways that they were identifying. And as the commercials came out, and it, it kind of fell away from that. But it used to be the anti-establishment thing. It, it, it did. It, oh, it, it certainly it did. did in in historical sense. Yeah, I, I for me personally, it, it was never a matter. I never had any opposition. My parents weren't telling me I, what I mean, to listen to or what not to listen no, to. No, no, so. but it was. But just know, getting back to the the AC/DC. It was exciting, man. It was you wanted to yeah. be part of that. What was you know? It was cool because you know it was magazine, circus magazine. There were album covers. You were out at the mall in, in that era. We were going to the mall as our hangout place for the weekend so you'd spend some time in the listening booth with sam goody and just kind of cycling through what's what's new on the racks same thing like you were talking about the radio but mm -hmm. you only heard what they played for you and you're only exposed to what was on the racks you know yeah uh, <laughs> we were, i'm sitting here exposed thinking, racks is that what you're thinking well, i am thinking that kind of but yeah you know <laughs> you're mentioning the magazines and i'm thinking well there was playboy and penthouse magazine too but i wasn't running around with my pants off all over <laughs> yes, you, kid, you know i was trying but maybe but i wasn't my dad would have never drove me anywhere like that you know <laughs> i beg to differ <laughs> But uh, guys, I got to wrap it up, unfortunately, because my cell phone is dying, even though uh, <laughs> I, I should have charged it a lot more before we went on. But uh, how do people go about finding Philly Rock Radio? I know for anybody that hasn't, by some imagination, come across you guys yet, how do they find you? Yeah, you go to phillyrockradio.com and you can connect uh, straight to our radio platform that way. If you have a radio app that you like to use on your phone because uh, or in the car for that matter these days 
we're you could probably find us pretty easily just searching Philly Rock Radio. And if you don't find us on there, because we're on several different TuneIn, Live 365, um, there's so many radio apps out there. And yeah, I got you guys on my uh, Live 365, so yeah, that's how I get you guys. But uh, guys, Kevin, CT, CT, real quick, last, um, just remember Philly Rock Radio. This is the station to go to to listen to these independent artists, these yeah. local bands. Um, it's not all national acts we play there we play the independent artists on this radio station Absolutely that's what right. we like to do this is where you're going to hear your friend's band you're going to they send they send us the stuff and it kicks ass it's going to be on here hell yeah it's truth and i'll say it as far as i'm the video end guys this is where you go to hear it so like guys like the, i am so glad to connect with you guys thank you so much this is way beyond like time that we've actually sat down and talked a little bit so very much so thank you for having us on thanks guys you have a great rest of your week see you later brother see you man so guys that was philly rock radio so proud to have them involved guys make sure you come check us out next week uh we are going to have a metal band from South Carolina called Attila that's going to be joining us. You want to make sure that you're here for them. Uh, hold on for one second. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm uh, promoting the right band for you guys. And I actually wasn't. Attila said, I was like, wait, wait, no, not Attila. Energy. A-N-E-R-G-Y from South Carolina. They'll be come, coming on and joining us. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Big shout out to our sponsor, Rosenfeld Dental Associates, located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. Go rock your smile with the rock doc, David Rosenfeld, located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. Nominated top dentist for 2022, 2021, and soon to be 2023. So guys, hope hopefully you guys have a great rest of your week we got two more weeks until the big bash at the union fire hall get your tickets now it's going to be crazy so guys make sure you're out there much love and until next time don't just leave it leave it better have a great night everybody